0: We are a band of brothers, diverse yet unified, aligned to pursue the truth, resolute
1: in our commitment. We are stronger together and you are one of us. This is the Brotherhood Podcast. Brothers, welcome to the podcast today. We get to jump into our August breakfast with Dusty Otis. Dusty's actually spoke to our group before, so uh, if you kind of go through the Ah, uh, past podcasts. I believe you'll be able to find that. Uh, Dusty is a a friend of the Brotherhood, and so uh, we're really excited to kind of tear into what he had to speak about. There was a lot there, and uh, I'm hoping that we can do it justice. But as always, I have with me Matt Schrader uh, to help me walk through and uh, do a little bit of a recap of what we've uh, heard and learned from the breakfast. Matt, hello. How are you doing? Hey, Evan. Man, good to
0: be here again. Great breakfast this month. Uh, Super excited about getting into the fall, not just because of the heat, but we've got a lot of great guests coming up at the breakfast, a lot of great things, small group wise, football starting. There's so many things going on right now for the brotherhood,
1: man, I'm excited. So there's an opportunity there, right? So with everything going on from a brotherhood standpoint, make sure you get involved, check out the small groups. Uh, I think there's flag football coming up, which is kind of cool as well as uh, catharos, I think is the other one. So make sure you check those out. Um, But these things are things that are uh, stuff that you need to make a priority for. If you want to get involved, if you want to build community, if you want to engage in the brotherhood, these are two fantastic ways to do that. And then with school being back and with everything else starting, Uh, this is the time that I think we get busy and I want to make sure that we kind of emphasize to everybody. Uh, And I think it ties in a little bit to what Dusty was talking about is when you're not intentional, when you're not uh, be uh, in in a place where you're saying this is a priority for me, I think some of this stuff can go by the wayside. And next thing you know, you look up and it's Christmas or you look up and school's over, you look up and you know it's 2022. I mean, there's so many things that can happen. So hopefully this is your official reminder. We're more than halfway through the year. It's time to really start engaging. It's time to really start making these things a priority. I wanna talk a little bit about uh, Dusty's title just to kind of uh, start it off because um, I think he led with putting the "I" in who you are as, as an actual title. And really when I was uh, posting the original podcast, I think I, I, I um, titled it something along the lines of uh, like, it's your own faith. And I think that those two things kind of tie in. Um, but Matt, I definitely want to get your thoughts on it because I think what Dusty's trying to emphasize kind of through all of this is uh, some practical application but at the same time, he's he's pushing pretty hard on your own walk, your own personal relationship with with Christ. And I think that, you know, him talking about us being a work in, in progress, I think that that kind of is our, that's something that we all deal with. I could definitely relate when he was talking about, you know, some people have called me a bulldog. And at first he embraced it. And then a little bit later on, as he kind of grew, he realized Uh, maybe that's not the best thing to be, maybe not in all circumstances, but, you know, kind of identifying and growing in in who you are, but then ultimately going to the point where you're saying, all right, like there's going to be a wake up call at some point of your faith. And it's either going to be, is it, am I just going through the motions when he was talking about this is, you know, possession is nine tenths or is it something that I actually own? And that gets into something in that, that I've kind of I'm gonna define as nuance. I I feel like there's a lot of brothers that are walking through their Christian walk that believe that they possess it, but they're not fully walking in it. And I think that nuance is all all the difference. And I think Dusty definitely was able to share some examples in his life where he was able to kind of see that. But Matt, I'd love to get your thoughts in terms of kind of where you thought the the conversation or the presentation kind of went from a you know dusty perspective.
0: Yeah, this is a great leadoff, Evan. You know we we have a privilege to jump in here and we kind of just go at it. If you're listening, you know we're this uh, conversation is very uh, right now. It's very right now, both in Evan and I's lives, and the questions are very much. Um, not surprised but uh there to uh, respond spontaneously in the moment and i think i'm prepping that because that I for me right now even before dusty showed up has been intentional for the last eight months when mm-hmm. i set off to do get in my mountain man group and god started dealing with me about what he wanted to do what the mountain the reason for the mountain was you know i've gone through a long journey, but basically it's being intentional about things. And up until this last year, I had set everything in systems. I did was very consistent on things, you know, consistent in church, consistent in, you know, being around people who need ministry or people who need witness, or I was following a lot of the systems of the church, following Love Day, following all fantastic things. But I was able to disconnect so I could just compartmentalize. That's my thing. I'm going through. You mentioned it going through the motions. That, that hits me hard because I don't feel like I was just absent-minded. But man, I know God was like, okay, it's time for you to get inside that world and be intentional. And that's a lot of what, whether Dusty would use that word or not, I don't know. But that's a lot of what he had to do in Detroit. Is he had to be very intentional about reaching people. And he told stories where... He had to be very specific and very deliberate about being in the right place with people who needed Jesus. So that I and ownership you talk about, it hit me like, man, you've got to maintain your intentionality about living in the kingdom of heaven, about living in through the things of God, in the things of God, about being a witness and a light more than through just, you know, if you were to tell somebody about Jesus out of the blue and do it with your life so that I think is what he was pointing at that he had to move from so he talked about one time being in Tulsa you just kind of follow the systems of the church you have the church kind of does everything and realistically and it's a great thing you know we should put together organizations like that but the church facilitates outreach the church facilitates opportunities the church facilitates community all things that when he moved to Detroit he didn't have None of those things are set up in the same way they're set up here. We're very privileged. So then he had to start being intentional and he started to own and you titled that first podcast, Own Your Own Faith. He had to start owning. He couldn't just be a witness by proxy because he was a pastor because, oh, I'm, you know, I say I'm a Christian. He had to intentionally be able to communicate in a way that people would receive, intentionally be able to communicate and be in the place where they could receive And probably more than anything, develop relationships in a very intentional matter. You know, he tells a story about the football coach. He tells a story about uh, these other guys that he was involved with. Well, he was there because he was volunteering. Remember, he says they didn't pay him very much because he's volunteering on the football team. Well, if you remember how that story went, you know, the way we tell stories, they move so fast. But that story transversed an entire football season. And then on the back end, at the end of the football season, that head coach came to him and said, hey, I'm a fraud. You know, I need help. I need all these things. Well, that whole time, Dusty was intentionally developing relationships. So the eye and ownership for me is being intentional about my faith, being intentional about who I'm around, who I'm with and what I'm talking about and
1: where I'm going with that relationship. As you were uh, talking about that, I, it kind of hit me. And I I don't know if it it's this way for you, but like I've listened to the the podcast about three or four times just to kind of prepare for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not until right now did I get a glimpse of kind of like the foundation versus the application. So I wanna I want to rewind back a little bit to the foundation first. Yeah. And then we can get into the application part of, of, of what he's talking about. So at, at first when he's talking about owning your your own faith, you you have to you you need to have ownership of your relationship with God. And I think that was the, the the first part that he was really trying to hammer home was like when his father left, he lost, he lost his, his physical, like, like his, I'm not going to say his father failed him, but like a spiritual influence in his life in in the human form kind of failed him. He, he, he thought his dad was one thing. And then in reality that was disrupted at the same time, he moved to Detroit to, uh, to plant a church. And so he left a, a, his spiritual foundation too, which was, you know, going to church on the move and being actively involved in this kind of community. And so all of that stuff faded away and he was put in a position that he had to really figure out who is Dusty Otis. And I think that that for me is a. Uh, question that I have to ask myself, who is Evan Uataki? Who's Matt Schrader? Um, I, I think that you can't have his other bullet points without that foundation first, because if you don't know who you are in your relationship with Christ, or you don't have a true relationship, you may have a, um, a a proximity ship, you may have a going through the motions type of relationship. Like I attend church, I go to brotherhood, I do these things, but you're not intentional with the actual uh, Evan to God relationship or put your name in their relationship. If you don't have that, then the rest doesn't really matter because you're really not overly concerned about other people and, and what else is going on. So for me, that was a huge point that we really needed to kind of build on because with that relationship with Christ uh and recognizing that I need to figure out who I am in Christ, I need to figure out like what are my motivation like like what are my motivations in terms of uh being with Christ and being with other people because he he even said I, I think as he got a little bit further on he 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 became a little bit embarrassed of some of the things that he was doing he He said something to the effect of like I could be there with you, but I really didn 't care about you uh like That's i good. I could walk along in your uh challenges that you may have, but i didn 't care about the people, and i don 't think he cared about the people because what he said was he didn't have that true foundation relationship with with God uh, He had to really take a look at and say what is what is, what is my relationship with God here? I'm just going through the motions, I think is, is what he said. And so I think that was like the first step to say, okay, we need to make this thing real. Yep. I need I need to have that real Jesus encounter where I am actively uh, pursuing a relationship with him. And I think that that's a challenge for me uh, because, you know, every every morning I have intentions of reading the Bible and spending time in prayer and all that other stuff. I can't say that I am 100% consistent in doing that. And I think that as I continue to plug into those things, I'm going to care more for other people. I'm going to see people as God sees them because I'm spending time with God. It's not somebody telling me that this is how God sees people, so this is how you should see people. This is I'm seeing them through through God's eyes instead of through a third-party experience of, you know, I've, I've talked to Johnny about uh, Becky Pippert and how she sees people and how she witnesses to people and how yeah. some of these conversations yeah. that she has just come about. But it's because she's tuned into Christ, mm. and that overflows into all of the different relationships that she has. So he went through that really quick, but as I was— kind of sitting there soaking in just over and over and over again some of the things that he talked about. I was like, man, when he's talking about possession is nine-tenths of the law and that the nuance of that extra uh, one-tenth, I think that one-tenth is the most important. We've, we've, we've said it multiple times on this podcast about, you know, it's that extra two percent, that extra three percent that we're not surrendering to God, that we're not pursuing God. This is right in line with that, and I think this is just another uh, an, another perspective of what that looks like, so that we can kind of take inventory of our relationship with God and our relationship with other people, and say, "Am I surrendering that two percent? Am I surrendering that that one tenth that's that's left? Because if I'm able to do that, then." I'm prioritizing Christ, and I can start to see other people like christ them, to where I can start building a relationship, and I can start impacting other people's lives. Anyway, so I rambled there, but I think that that's no that's uh, fantastic. part of, of uh, that what was, the
0: takeaway was. That was really good. Uh, not a ramble at all. Yeah, you know, It made me think of, in our community that we're in, a lot of us, that one-tenth is easy to dismiss. So go with me here. Many of us have come from the place of not caring about the things of God. And then we move to caring about the or caring about the things of God, and that's where I, what I was trying to describe earlier, and what Dusty described, where he was like he's doing his pastor thing, but if he had to be honest, he didn't really care if the person got better or not. He was just walking through the system. He's just so he cared about the system. He cared about the fact that God loved that person, and if you can give him this scripture and you can give him this hope and put him plugged in in this church and in this small group and in this place, he cared about that. So many of us have come from not caring about the things of God at all and only caring about ourselves, to now we really do care about the things of God. We really do care about the systems, the processes, the kingdom of heaven, how everything works. But stepping that last tenth, you keep talking about that last little percentage, that's that nuance you you use that says, okay, I'm more than just caring about the system. I'm actually going to lay down my life for this few minutes. I'm going to lay down my priorities, my situation, my opportunities, my other thoughts, whatever else is going on in my life. I'm going to lay it down to listen to this person, truly listen to them truly hear what they're having to say, or truly walk with them in this opportunity of sorrow or pain, or maybe it's delight, excitement, and it's completely abandoning our wants and desires for those few moments. That's that last nuance, at least as I'm hearing you talk. It moves from not caring about the things of God at all, only caring about ourselves, Mm -hmm. to caring about the things of God, to now we're caring about the people of God. And that is where I mean I've seen Dusty excel and just do a tremendous work and make an awesome impact in Detroit.
1: Yeah. Uh I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up a scripture that kind of was uh kind of brought to my uh, I was thinking about as you were saying that. It's Matthew seven twenty-three through sorry, Matthew seven twenty-one through twenty-three. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, oh, but he who does not but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven, many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, we have we not prophesied in your name, driven out de- demons in your name, and done many miracles in your name? And then I will declare to them publicly, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who acted wickedly. That's so. That's a scary verse. It's a scary verse. Uh, I think that when we talk about nuance and we talk about just. A, a broad, not a broad sense of God, but a, like a holy sense of God. For him, it's 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 very cut and dry. It's either you either know me or you don't know me. For us, when we read that, we're like, man, that is a tough standard to follow. But at the same time, God has made it very clear that he wants your whole heart. He wants, he wants all of you. And I think that a verse like that is a strong reminder to just say, God, if I'm giving you nine-tenths and I'm not giving you the other, the, the full amount, that you may view that as like, you've never really known me, you you know, all the right things. You can say the right things. Maybe you can even quote scripture. Maybe you can kind of walk through the motions and say, you know, here, here's how I'm going to help point other people to Christ, you know? Uh, But at the same time, like, if you don't have that relationship, that's a possible conversation that you're going to have with your creator. And, I don't want to have that conversation I would much rather it be the uh, the opposite of that but I think that's where we need to kind of have again that reminder uh, and I think Dusty's shining a light on it to say hey you're either all in or you're not and if you're not all in God God's gonna be the ultimate judge of that and he can tell the difference and so are you all the things that you profess and all the things that you say and all the things that you do your actions, that, that portrays one thing, but God knows your heart. And when he can look at your heart and say, you know what, he was never fully surrendered to me. He, yeah, he did some great things. He was a, a good person, quote unquote. We're not saved because we're good people. We're saved because Christ is, has mercy and grace for us and has kind of laid out the path for that. And what I want to do is be so grateful for what he's done for us that I want to point other people to that. I think that's our mission. That's the thing that we're that, that God wants us to do. And so to have that true relationship, to walk towards that, is going to take your purposeful time spending time with God and knowing the true God. And that's not going to be something that happens, you know— Every Sunday at 10 o'clock. It's going to be something that is a full-blown relationship where you're actively pursuing, you're actively spending time, and you're actively saying, God use me, God shape me, God mold me, God, what is your purpose for me? And allowing him to speak through that.
0: Yeah. That's you hit it. It's relationship. And you know. I feel like we go back to this in Christianity over and over and over. And so I never wanted to whitewash when we get to the phrase, it's about relationship. But it made me think of with that scripture you read, God made, Jesus makes it clear right there that the systems, the way we go about things, the things we do are less important to him than knowing him implying Mm -hmm. that you can fall short on giving the cup of cold water as a action. You can fall short on praying for the sick, uh, witnessing verbally to somebody else, witnessing, you know, in a servant volunteer capacity. You could fall short on that. And yet, if you know the person of Jesus and you're walking with him, you are walking in the place he wants you. And of course we know if you mm-hmm. live long enough with a relationship with God, you start to really enjoy, like it starts to matter. You know, one of the things that is important to me is that the things we do matter. Like they're not just like, Oh, ho home, home. Like, Oh yeah, we did that. Like it's got, it should register in you. And if it doesn't naturally, and this probably comes from my own place, it's very easy for me to box it away, compartmentalize it, and be like, okay, we did that thing. Let's move on, you know, or Hey, you know, we did that thing. It didn't work. Let's abandon. Let's, you know, cut ties and go, well, when you, when it starts to matter, then you start adding that extra 10th, that little bit of nuance in to say, no, 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 We're pushing this thing through. No, no, no. I'm going to be there for this guy. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to help him move. I'm going to walk. I'm going to go check on him. I'm going to text him this morning. Those are little things that when it matters, when Jesus is a very real person to you, it's a very real connection, a very real relationship, Those things start to matter. And those are the things that move the impact that Dusty's talking about. And what it reminds me of is what's brought about brotherhood. You know, brotherhood, it's that impact that we're able to make each person individually. There's no one heavy personality that just drives this whole thing. It's all the individual pieces of brotherhood, the people of brotherhood reaching out one-to-one, one person here, one person there, that is what's brought along this movement and brought along this great amount of people each month. It's because it started to matter to guys that someone beside them was not walking in all that God had for them.
1: Yeah. And I, I think as, uh, as we kind of move on from kind of the foundation of this, that's where we start to have that desire for other people, like what you're talking about, um, Dusty kind of references there was a guy that made a statement to him talking about COVID, uh, and just the uh, he he viewed it as an opportunity. He says, "I'm just trying not to waste this." And I think that that's what if I'm if I'm understanding what Dusty Dusty was saying, he was basically saying that his perspective changed when he heard that statement. It was before it was, "I'm just making excuses why I'm not being effective because of COVID, because of these things," and his his friend that. Had a you know influence in his life. Basically, said there's an opportunity here. There's there's a lot of people in isolation. There's a lot of people that are basically in a situation where they're questioning everything. And this is an opportunity for me to have influence in their life, and for me to connect with them, for me to check on them, for me to uh, show that I care about them, and that opens doors. Uh, and I think that again, when we go back to the foundation of that relationship, that's going to overflow from our relationship from God with God to our relationship with others and I think that by prioritizing Christ uh we're going to see those opportunities more. I mean he he talked about Detroit being a place that it's me against you. Uh you know from a from a Ford to versus Chevy or you know that culture has permeated the entire city of Detroit. It's not like what can we do together? It's how can I crush the competition? I, I'm we're not on the same team. There's no national pride. There's no statehood pride. There's no city pride. It's none of that. It's just always a me versus you. And so the way to stand out in that is to be the opposite of that, is to care for those people. And so that is the opportunity. That was the opportunity for him to start seeing people and not be an adversary to them. That's not the right word that I'm trying to say, but not being against them but to go above and beyond for them and recognize that, Hey, we're all going through this and I'm going to walk through this with you. And by doing so, that is going to open these doors to, to have some conversations that, You know, we don't normally have, I'm not going to have a conversation with Matt about how I'm struggling in my marriage or I'm struggling with my kids. If I don't have proximity and relationship with him, if I'm not standing side by side to where he's, he feels comfortable sharing those things with me, that's going to take intentionality. That's going to take that, uh, having that relationship so we can, we can go there. So obviously isolation from COVID and all that other stuff. I would say, and, and Matt, you can maybe tell me a little bit differently. I think people are actually more friendly now because they know what isolation is, and they don't want that. we're We're built for community. And so when when people are trying to pursue other people, when people are trying to uh, you know say, hey let's 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 build a relationship. I think people are so much more open to that right now because they've been isolated. Well that,
0: and people will respond to your disposition. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking, man, I'm I've not met too many friendly people. Possibly you need to look in the mirror and say, okay, am I <laughs> coming out of this period of isolation with the right attitude? You know, cause I would say the same thing. Uh, but I also know that I've personally, I've softened up and pursued relationship more because you start to see, I, I've just had a great opportunity over the last year. To realize people are hurting everywhere everywhere mm. every client i talk to and it's not that you necessarily cross those things over all the time that can get weird in business so if you're hearing me i'm not saying that but i'm talking about just a <laughs> smile and actually listening to them so i can tell you this so i talk to people every single day and it's a quick window cleaning pitch and it's either yes or no you know there's not a lot of you know nuances if you will too there's not a lot of uh, details it's not complicated But people talk and talk and talk and talk. And the truth is they want to be heard. They're tired of being Mm -hmm. by themselves. So I get a great opportunity to develop small level of friendships with people, you know, just on a client level. But you hear things and they're willing to share. They're willing to just communicate. And that's something in business I learned beyond. You know, I learned the initial deal where you let people talk because you want to give them opportunity to get to know you, to build rapport and all that. But then it went another level. And I started thinking, you know what? Forget the rapport. Forget whether they say yes or no. Forget whether I sell this thing or not. What matters is this person may have not talked to somebody that actually listens to them in a while. So let me be that person. Even if I just see them for 20 minutes and that's their one moment. Like that is an impact that Jesus can have through me. And what I picture in my head, I guess I don't know if it's happening or not. What I picture in my head is, Jesus, if, if God's moving through me, then when he moves elsewhere through other people, maybe they recognize that, or maybe that sticks with them in their home, or maybe when I move on with my life, you know, move on with my day or whatever, that presence of God, God's able to stay with them. On that, and hopefully he's moving them from the one to the two, two to the three. You know that's Dusty's biggest deals. A lot of his, you know, we get to see a lot of nines and tens. People move from sevens. You know, if if zero is absolute paganism and heathen lifestyle, and ten is you know <laughs> Jesus loving, hundred percent, hundred miles an hour kind of guy, then we get to see a lot of sevens move to eights, sevens move to nines. That's really fun and exciting. What's not as fun and exciting is seeing a one move to a three. <laughs> or a two Mm -hmm. move to a five, like, but Dusty gets to see a lot of that. And that's what I think about when coming out of isolation and responding to the needs of people is maybe God through me can move them from a two to a three, three to a four, you know, without a fish on my window and just maybe my demeanor, my attitude being the right thing. So, yeah, (laughs) I think I went off the rails on that, but I, I think it's just important to me when you mentioned people live in isolation, it, I'll tell you what it is. It brings me back to the emotion of realizing over the last year, man, people are hurting. They are everywhere, and you're starting to see it. I think COVID kind of pulled the the wool over that. Is people couldn't play the game anymore. There was no game to play because they couldn't go anywhere. They had to be stuck in their house, and you start to realize, wow, there's sorrow in their eyes. And I remember and still can remember times of my life where there's sorrow in my eyes. And who's the answer? Jesus in a relationship with him.
1: Yeah. Well, I think when you have that relationship, you, you stop looking internally for like your self-survival and you start looking for other people's survival and you start to be empathetic to that. You start to be able to notice maybe some of the things that they're saying because you're truly listening. But at the same time, you're not worried about, you know, how is this going to benefit me or what do I yes. need to do to make this happen? You're just seeing them as God sees them. And I think yep. that that for me is one of the the things that i want to aspire to but at the at the other side of it it's like it it disarms a lot of the reasons that i get angry at people or i can't stand people because you know i'll be in a situation and i'll be like ah, i can't stand that person but then god reminds me hey that's my son that's my daughter like i care about them and i need you to be a person in their life that you know builds that relationship and so Selfishly, I'm like, oh, God, can it be? Please, somebody else. But at the same time, I'm just like, no, this is this is what you've called me to. This is this is this is what I need to. Do. And I, I still need to get better at it because I, you know, there's a lot of times where I'm just like, for my mom told me, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Mm-hmm. And so I find myself not saying anything at all um, <laughs> a lot. And it's, it's just because like, I'm, I'm more internal and I, I don't like, I'm sitting there going, I don't want to be in this conversation. I don't care about that stuff. And I think that's where Dusty was and that's where he's, he's kind of graduated from. And that's what I'm working towards is, you know, getting, getting to that point where I do care. And I, I do, I'm not saying that I'm, I'm just this horrible person that's judging you every time you talk to me. So don't, don't not talk to me because, (laughs) because you think that I'm that way it's it's that's not the case it's but it's just one of those things where i have to be mindful of that and i have to recognize that it's not about me it's about helping other people when you're when you achieve freedom when when god is you know gotten to that place where you have freedom from your past and you're you're walking in that relationship with him the next step is helping other people and i think that's where the sweet spot for for brotherhood is but part of brotherhood is recognizing hey where have we been and, and what what has God done in us so that we can move forward. And, and so, you know, Dusty was able to share some of those examples of just his, you know, recognizing in his conversation with God, God's just saying, hey, be willing. Be willing to go into other people's messes. Be willing to walk into places that you wouldn't normally walk into. And by doing so, you can build relationship. Because especially in in a... In a city like Detroit, they're not gonna just walk into church, church. Sinners aren't gonna be like, hey, uh, I, I feel like I'm I'm really screwing up and I'm not life's not great. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna just walk into the church and everything's gonna be <laughs> hunky-dory and, and this'll be my first step. Like I'm just gonna go do this completely uncomfortable thing. No, it's it's gonna take, you know, us moving the front door of the church to other places. And and I know we've talked about that before, that the front door of the church is us it's not the physical door of the church it's us going to, into the community god yeah. you know god's mission for us is to go into all the world and preach the gospel from that regard the church is not a building the church is people having a willingness to step into other people's situations to listen to care for them and to show them christ and when we do that that's what that's what brings people to christ you talked about it like being ones and twos and just getting people closer and closer uh, I would hope that I get to the point when I see somebody go from a one to a two or from a two to a three, that that's something that we can celebrate and recognize that, man, just in that person's journey, I was able to be one step uh, for them closer to God, to maybe say that God is not this person or God is not this being that that just judges you all the time and, and tells you that you know, you've know you screwed up, but God is love. And and the, the price that he paid, why he was willing to do that and what value that – that has and and that he has a purpose for you he created you for a reason if you can help people see that that's a whole different christ there's a lot of people that probably won't even crack a bible to even see you know who who god is the character of god but if we can walk that out and be the hands and feet of god i think that might get somebody a step closer to it where they may be like hey you know what god I want to have this relationship with you because I've seen it in somebody else and I've seen the transformation that they've had in their life and I want that for myself. If we can be that example by being willing to go into those places uh, to have those conversations, I think that that's really where we're truly walking out our faith and being that reflection of Christ, I, I know we want to talk about this a little bit because I, I feel like the way that Dusty presented it, it, I, it probably had a couple people kind of sit up and go, "Wait a minute! I feel like what brotherhood and what Dusty's telling me is that it's okay to go to the bars now and yeah, just let's go there." <laughs> <laughs> and I, what, I, so I want to I want to add a little clarification to that because I don't think that's what his heart was, but I think if you just kind of walk into uh, that room and sit down and and kind of hear Dusty's story a little bit, you're just like. I think what he's telling me is that i can go to the bar and get drunk and <laughs> just have a good time in the name of christ yeah and then uh you know every, everything's hunky-dory i don't want to get into like you can do this you can't do that i don't, I don't right. think that's what dusty was trying to say but what i do want to say is that for dusty in that situation that's where the people were that's where he needed to go and he needed to be there for them. I mean, he, he obviously talked that, you know, and I, I, I'm, I'm going to say it, you know, in college, uh, I had just as good a time as Dusty did. And I think that, you know, when you're looking at your past, I mean, he talked about his relationship with his dad and, and some of the nuances of that. And so I think what he was trying to kind of tee up was it was really difficult for me to go into that situation because of my past, but I was willing to do that to, to be there for other people. And I think that's, The heart of it, that's the heart to say, you know, we're gonna go to the lost. We're gonna go to build that relationship. And they're not gonna walk into the church and they're not gonna start opening up to us and start telling us all of their issues, all of their challenges, and why they're mad at God and why they're mad at other people. Sometimes it's gonna take us going into the community, going into these places that, you know, when you when you think about Christ, you know, Christ was with sinners, like that's where his mission was so he was there with him and i think that's what dusty's message was more than anything else that maybe if you just kind of took it for face value it was like all right we've got make a little ultra drinking pastor on our hands right i don't think it was that at all
0: no i think you've got to you've got to want to hear that be looking for an excuse to hear that in the communication of his witness you know it remind, reminds me of, um. I moved to Mississippi and then to Jacksonville, Florida to coach football. I moved from here. I pretty much lived here all my life. Went to, you know, went to the the big time churches here in Tulsa. Went to ORU. So I knew all the rules. You know, don't drink, don't smoke, don't chew, don't date women that do. You know, that whole thing. Well, I had a very religious, prideful spirit about that. So I, when I moved, I ran into cultures that did not have my same perspective on the rights Mm -hmm. and wrongs, the do's and don'ts. So, and this is ultimately what I think Dusty is trying to get us to picture is I got there and I spent most of my time judging people because they didn't play by the same rules culturally that I played by in Tulsa that I never could connect, Mississippi, I never could connect with them about Jesus. I had a Christian ball coach pull me in and say, dude, you're terrible. Like, you're prideful, you're arrogant, <laughs> you're rude. Like, yeah, wow. this is a guy i have known for like three months. And I mean, he just ripped me. And I was like, wow, that didn't even, it took me a while still to change. I moved to Florida and I meet these people and they love Jesus like I'd never met before. I mean, they are bringing out things that are uh, iron sharpening iron with me. I mean, they are it's pricking me. It's, it's motivating me to pursue God in a way more than, um, I ever, ever thought of. And I roll in and one of them's drinking a beer and it floored me because he was the one, like he made such an impact on me. And it was the first time that those two worlds collided. And I was just humbled beyond all. I mean, beyond ability and what, it's not that I started drinking or just picked it, you know, just next thing you know, I'm like, oh, all right, drunk for Jesus. It's that I realized that <laughs> my list of do's that are great versus their list of do's are great. God's not looking at those. He's looking mm-hmm. at the heart of them, and I'm sure God dealt with them however he dealt with them, you know, but the but that's not the argument we're in. The argument or the, let me say, fight. That's not the fight we're in. The fight we're in is are, are people going to hell or not, and that's where right. Dusty steps in and says, okay, if the if nobody will step into the church in Detroit, and I can't get them in the conventional ways, I Dusty as Dusty, I'm inviting them to the space. Maybe I need to go to where they're all dying. Maybe I need to go yeah. to where the enemy's tricking them into things that are destroying their marriage, things that are destroying their lives, things that are destroying their work life. And that's what he did. So he sat. You know, it's he sat with a, you know he tells a story, a Michelob Ultra in front of him. You know what? I don't know if he brought out. So I've known Dusty for a while, and I kind of heard this story as it developed over the last several months. He's he rarely Like, I don't know. I don't remember what he said in the podcast. But what I know about the Michelob Ultra is most of the time it sits there and never moves. It never gets drank. It just sits there. It just it's sitting there in front of him makes him not, not have to answer the weird question of like, why aren't you drinking? And then that gives him the open door to just talk about people, talk to him about Jesus. So, you know, he said it before, I think he said in the podcast, if you're looking for a reason, you're in the wrong space. That's not what, that's not the mm-hmm. aim. You want to be pursuing God. you want to be looking for a reason to bring people to Jesus. So, you know, I, I'm trying to dance around. I, I don't want to get into the do's and don'ts either. And, but I do want people to hear the heart of where brotherhood's at is go reach people. Like, yeah. If that means you don't appear as Christian, as our Christian cultural se- culture says, then I would suggest you go to God with that and weigh out the situation. I guess that's where I'm at. I don't yeah. want
1: to. Put too much out there, but it's too. <laughs> well, I think that circles back to to this is, is it, what's important is your relationship with God, your relationship God with with God, and uh, and by nature of that, your relationship with other people. God knows your heart, and He knows the direction that you're going. And if you have that relationship with Him, that that's that's something for between you and Him in terms of. Like God, I am actively pursuing you, and I'm actively pursuing your people, and I am willing to go to these places. I'm willing to do these things from a like salt and light type of thing to, to go into the darkness. And I think that you know Dusty's bringing up that example and he's bringing up that situation to basically say, if we're not willing, we're not going to go anywhere. We're, we're not going to do anything. We're going to stay exactly where we are. We're going to be comfortable, yeah. Uh, and then we're going to just hope that. That people just all of a sudden, you know, hit rock bottom or, mm-hmm. or, or, whatever, to to the point where they're like, you know, what I need to go talk to this person. But if we're coming off as judgy, if we're coming off as, you know, not approachable people who don't really care about you, that's not going to point people to Christ. We need to be the kind of people that are willing to go uh, into people's mess, into people's life, uh, and walk through that with them. And I think the other side is they need to see that we're human. That's I think good. they need to see that that we are not perfect that we do make mistakes uh and that you know it's i think uh chris uh talked about it he's like hey i'm in it i'm in a situation and these guys are being r- real with me they're they're telling me hey i've struggled with these things i've had these issues i've, I've gone through these things and I, I think that's one of the reasons that we highlight some of this stuff in brotherhood not to say uh you know it's it's okay to have or do these things, but to say, this is what we're saved from. And these are the things that um, that, uh, that other people need to see in us, that we are not the Pharisees. We're not the people that have it all together and abide by the law to a T. We are just real people who are trying to uh, walk closer to Christ and to help other people. And that's the kind of person, in my opinion, and I think in God's opinion, is what's going to attract other people to Christ. That's what's going to point other people to Christ. That we're we're, we're walking in this direction. We're taking steps forward. We name we may not be running. We may not be, you know, accelerating as fast as we possibly can, but we're just we're trying every single day to uh, to be closer to Christ, to reflect Christ, uh, to love other people. Uh, and to be the hands and feet of Christ. And if we're doing that, I think people can appreciate that so much more than us sitting back and being like, you should not do this. You should not do that. You should. And and coming across as judgmental, all that's going to do is push people away. I think if people see that we have our flaws and that, but what we're doing to pursue that, I mean, think of, think of David. David is considered a man after God's own heart, right? Mm -hmm. And he screwed up a ton. Yeah. (laughs) But if you look at the illustrations and 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 the interactions that David has with Christ, he was quick to repent and he was quick to pursue God. And I think that that's some of the things that other people need to see. When we talk about being vulnerable, when we talk about, uh, you know, areas in our life that we've screwed up, I think a big part of that is the pursuit of Christ and recognizing, God, I screwed up. God, I believe in you. Uh God, I want to I want to make this right. Please forgive me. Uh and and walk towards that. That's considered in uh from what God's standpoint is uh, uh, is a person after God's own heart is someone that's always no matter your humanity, you're always stepping towards Christ and you're working to build that relationship. Relationships are built through adversity. Relationships are built through, uh, you know, the good times and the bad times and how you overcome those. And I think that God understands that we are not perfect. Um, but if we continually choose him and continually go in that direction, that's what God's asking for. And through that, I believe we'll, we'll build that relationship where we become closer and closer to him. And I think other people will see that too. They see a screw up they see us walk closer to Christ. They see the steps that we take. And if we have that relationship with Him, where they can see those things, that's where a person like Chris is going to be like, that's a real person. That's a person. That's the, that's who I, I see Christ to be. Uh, and, and I see Christ moving in them. That's what I want for me. And I, I still am blown away by his statement. That so simple and so impactful. God just, that's it. Change me. Change me. I'm yeah. done doing it my way. Change me. I want that. And I, if, if I, in my walk, can point other people to Christ in that way, that is a huge win. Uh, and I think that that's where, going back to that scripture um, that we talked about, Matthew 7.21, is God's not going to say, hey, I didn't know you because you did these things in my name. God's going to say, I know all about you, Evan. <laughs> I know all about it. Oh, that's but so disappointing. You, but, but I have that relationship with you, and I know that anytime you screwed up you recognized it you continued to pursue and and every time you got better and you got better and you got better and that's what we're working towards and that's what we're walking towards yeah that's good i think that ties into what chris was saying with uh you know be willing be an example you still let people see that uh and then be consistent Uh, You know, all of those things are—I think you can interpret multiple ways. One, in your own walk with Christ, but also in your walk towards pointing other other people to Christ. I mean, his whole conversation with Dolores and that whole relationship— you know he, he kind of jumped into it but I, I think what we didn't necessarily see is the relation that he relationship that he had with dolores over and over and over again i don't think you can have that conversation with you're going to tell me what you really need i don't think you're going to have that unless you have a relationship with somebody which is basically saying hey i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna dive a little bit deeper and challenge you to to say let's go a little bit deeper with this what do you really need don't just don't just go through the fluff. Let's not be surface level. Let's, let's go to where, where the deeper part is.
0: Yeah, that's good. You know, he talked about be willing, be an example. I think he finished it off with be consistent, but that flow is stepping in to real people's lives and being a part of their lives. You know, the, the picture, it came to my mind earlier in Amos, I believe it we've heard the scripture where it says, how can two walk together? unless they be agreed. Or there's another translation that I like better. It says, how can two walk together unless they're going the same direction? So try this on, Matt, and check me on it if I'm off here. But it seems like we want people, so to walk with people, they have to come our way. And it's not to say that they shouldn't walk in the way that we see is righteous. It's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about we have this stance of like, fine you i'll walk with you as long as you come over here and walk on my path i think what we see in jesus and what we saw in dusty's story is he stepped over on their path for a while never forsaking his convictions his morals his uh, commitment to christ in fact bringing along that path but he walked that path with those football coaches with those men that were in the community that that path is a little dicey there's some areas on that path that can trip you up some areas that The enemy is designed to pull people away in. But he walked that path, committed to Christ, devoted to him, and really taking his eye in uh, ownership and that eye in his ministry and walking that path. And and then eventually, it's like they saw the darkness of that path, and here he was a light sitting right there. Mm -hmm. And that's where he got the opportunity to say, hey, it's the path you're walking on. I've been here on this path, but you need to know that there's another path. Yeah. It's a little more narrow. Yeah. It's a little bit more difficult at first, but it's the one that leads to life. This one, as you well can see, you know, many of the people he talked about, uh, Dolores, uh, the football coach, this path you've been walking is a path of destruction. Step over here with me. Why? Well, you know, I, I love it. He tells that story. He's like, Dolores, when are you really, when are you going to tell me what you really need? You know, and, And if you take that, she had been asking for what I can understand from the story is drugs up to that point, weed or money for weed. Well, Mm -hmm. Dusty finally gets that opportunity to say, here is the light of Jesus. And he gives her a pair of shoes and, you know, we don't know what happened from there, but we know that Jesus made an impact. And that cup of cold water was given Mm -hmm. in the basis from somebody who knew Jesus. So when we talk about walking with somebody and being an example it's not necessarily being an example over here on this path, way over here. Look at me going to church every Sunday, doing the right thing, looking the right way, living the right way. A lot of it's being the example of Jesus walking that road with Zacchaeus to his house, the tax collector, the one that was, uh, you know, abhorred by his people who had betrayed his people. And he walked that path in front of everybody from the sycamore tree to Zacchaeus' house in front of everybody, sat there and ate with him. And then at the end, he says, by the way, I'm the light of the world, Zacchaeus. You want to walk in the fulfillment? You want to walk in this connection? You want that empty hole to be filled? You want that, that sense of shame to be gone? That's Jesus. That's I'm, I'm about to make that possible. And of course, we know the end of the story. Zacchaeus says, yes, I'm in. I repent. I'll pay back everything I've stolen plus some. That's what I see when I watch Dusty's example and what I want for myself. Is walk along that dark path, being the light, rather than always being over here on this light path and saying, "Hey, you got to come over here. You got to come over here. You got to come over here." No, let's go over there and bring them.
1: <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm la- I'm laughing not because of what you said, but whenever I hear the name Zacchaeus, I hear the song, and so Zacchaeus I feel like was Zacchaeus,
0: a wee little man, is exactly.
1: Yeah, poor Zacchaeus. Yeah, like Zacchaeus, tax collector, right? So like he's painted as a bad dude. And then like his transformation is amazing, right? So right. he basically goes from being this horrible person to this great person. I feel like uh, maybe uh, Christian like uh, preschool songs did him wrong because what is Zacchaeus known for? He's he's known for being a little dude. He's a wee <laughs> he a little, little man. A wee little man say, he- no, you got to oh. I can imagine when they're doling out
0: Bible stories, Ikeas is over there and they're like, Hey, you're going to be in the Bible. He's like, yes. And they're like, Oh, by the way, the only thing they're going to remember is you were short and a tax collector. He's like, no, (laughs) no, I did so many good things afterwards. There's so much more after the sycamore tree. Like, Nope. You get
1: we little man. My heart was in a sycamore tree. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I don't know who wrote that song. Um, but I feel like in like when he and Zacchaeus get to meet in heaven, they might have some words. They might. Zacchaeus like, and
0: doubting Thomas. Those two guys, bad Doubting rock Thomas completely. Yeah.
1: Both of them have good stories, but <laughs> hey, terrible. <laughs> Thomas got out of the boat, though. Okay, yeah. Thomas got was it Thomas that got out of the boat? No, yeah. Peter got out of the boat. But so I... I... No, Peter got out of the boat. What was it Doub- doubting Thomas? Thomas uh, Thomas was where he was like, Hey, I, unless I see the hands and feet, yeah. I won't believe. Yeah, think a little bit to that bit point. To, to Thomas. Yeah, I'm, I'm
0: loving—sometimes uh, I, I like it when, like, de- depictions, people that depict, like, the Bible or whatever, bring in Thomas and show yeah. him as a good guy for a while before they flip it on him and make him yeah. doubting Thomas. Because you're like, oh, yeah, he literally <laughs> served Jesus for three years. Like, he's part of the whole thing. He's the two-by-two. Two. He went out and witnessed. He likely laid his hands on people, and, you know, the, the demons departed. Like, he got to do all that. And then, of course, at the end, he mm-hmm. goes with his— you know, they say he was the philosophy, I don't remember what the name was, but the philosophy of they had to see physical touch before they could believe. You know, so he right. swings that one little moment, one little moment, and then, bam, he his whole story. I know,
1: that's what you're known for forever. Yeah. Gotta be you careful. know what, though? I think God can use Thomas's story. He can use Zacchaeus' story. Oh, yeah. And I think that's that's part of, part of all of it. But, yeah, I, sorry, I couldn't. I just, like, in my head, I'm like, man, how awesome would it be to make the Bible and then— <laughs> uh, you know, God's using this to point other people to him in the relationship. The, the, the purpose of the story is awesome. It's, yep. it's life transformation. Uh, the nine-year-old me who is sitting in, uh, you know, Bible class, uh, or Sunday school hearing about Zac- Zacchaeus, all I'm hearing is that song. And, uh, you know, poor Zacchaeus, yeah. Poor uh, Anyways, going kind of, let's let's pull this back in because uh, I think we lost our way a little bit. Um, what everything I think what Dusty was pointing to was prioritizing Christ in our life, and then being willing to be disciples and 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 help bring other people to Christ. That's brotherhood. That's the transformation. That's that's the story. Yep, and I think that it's just another reminder. If I were to go, go back and maybe plot some of the different, you know, past speakers that we've had and everything else, man, we are hitting really hard right now on surrender, like complete surrender, finding our purpose in Christ and being willing to give our whole self to Christ, pursuing that relationship. You know, you've said it uh, before on the podcast. If I'm, if you're hearing it, multiple times that's the holy spirit leading you to guide you and say hey you need to pay attention here and you need to really make it a priority uh in your life to to really hear what the what the message is and i think that this is just another example of that that as a brotherhood i think we need to hear about surrender we need to hear about pursuing christ and 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 putting christ first especially in the culture that we live in and especially in the climate that we're living in because if you're ninety eight percent, or you're ninety percent, if you're ninety percent walking in your faith with with God, you might get a gold star, but you don't have that true relationship. Yep. Uh, you you run the risk of getting to that point where you haven't fully surrendered to God, and you're going to hit that point where where you're going to have to decide how much do I truly believe this is is everything that uh, you know I, I tell other people, it is everything that uh, I hear about in church is that my reality? Mm-hmm. And if you are able to have that conversation with yourself and just say, "Man, I believe that Christ died on the cross for my sins, but he can't help me in my situation." I mean, what what is your true relationship with God? You either you either have a full surrender to him saying, "Yeah, man, these impossible things that you talk about in the Bible, I believe those to be true. I just don't believe those things for for myself." Yeah. And I think that that is uh Going back to the Ten Commandments, um, when God says you shall have no other gods before me, I think what's happening is you are creating a version of God that is not the true God. And mm-hmm. I think that that can be part of that uh, that that commandment, which is basically saying, hey, there should be no other gods before me because I am the one true God. And what I am and who I say I am and, and what I am, this is it. So don't create a different version of me. Because that's that good. different version of me is not me. And it's so important that I'm going to straight up tell you, don't create other versions of me. Don't create a version of me that that uh, sees these things one way, but then sees things an- another way. I think that's just as dangerous as worshiping Baal or or worshiping other gods that are out there. Uh, because God is basically saying, this this is who I am. I love you. I care for you. I have a purpose for you. Um, and I'm sitting there going, yes, that's awesome. But God, can we talk about this one thing? I kind of disagree with that, so I'm just gonna uh, I'm just gonna have this version of you that does these things uh, and completely ignores these things. That's, good. that's that's not the relationship with Christ that we need to have. We need to surrender 100% to who God is and walk with Him in that. It's not something for us to decide what God. Uh, agrees with and doesn't agree with and whatever else, he makes it very clear. And again, you have to pursue him. You have to have that relationship with him. And that's where a lot of that stuff's going to be revealed to you. That's good. That's real good. You know, the thing that
0: is brought out in each Brotherhood Breakfast this year is this consistent commitment to, it's going to be me involved with Jesus walking this life you know the different things chris hart talking about being a dad all the way back to january and february when pastor witt spoke it's like are you going to dial in and are you going to get committed are you going to walk this thing for real or are you going to continue to let be on the sidelines and just kind of let it flow by just watch hey you know what i'm in the game or i'm on the team I'm good going to heaven or am i going to be in the game doing what god would have me do in the place i'm at like that's been the difference in my faith really i mean God used brotherhood and mountain men is moving from a place of like watching it happen. And every once in a while, having a believing for something or walking through some growth in God to like on a daily basis, I'm intentionally, what do you have for me? God, what is it? What is ahead of me? What is going like all after brotherhood breakfast, mountain men, those are things that are tracks that it gave me an opportunity to dial in, get intentional about things and let God develop in me a better life i mean i hate to keep going to a better life because i found sounds so like i don't know tv preacher but it really is it's not like you know i'm not a millionaire like i didn't like i wish i had a nicer car those are all, all be great things but the peace i have on the inside of me the growth and the fulfillment and the relationship i have with my wife now and the relationship i'm having with my kids like that is worth more to me than all of that stuff, those uh, earthly things combined. But I would not have known that had I not dialed in and just served Jesus for the sake of serving Jesus. That's when all those things came. Mm-hmm. I mean, Matthew 6:33 is coming to mind. Seek all the, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all those things will be added to you. That is what it is. Except for knowing the back half of the verse, it's like it distracts us from the front half of the verse. It's almost like if he could have just said, mm-hmm. seek ye first the kingdom of God. And then like eight books later period.
1: said and all these things
0: would be added unto you. Maybe that would have told, but it wouldn't have mattered because we get to read the whole Bible at once. So it is what it is. Yeah.
1: That's good. No, I I think what you're I think what you're talking about is 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 spot on. Uh, you know, that, that surrender is uh not my will but yours be done. Uh and when I'm seeking first the kingdom of God. I'm not pursuing my will. I'm pursuing God's will. And I think that when you do that, that's the situation where God will bless that. And and God can say, you know, I'm going to put you in a position to to bless other people, not put you in a position to buy a nicer car or put you in a position for a nicer house. Those things are great, but I want, I want your pursuit to be me, not to be those other things. And I think that Dusty's reminding us of that. I think Chris was reminding us of that. I think, uh, you know Kirby was reminding us of that. This is just something that is constantly coming up uh, in our on, in our brotherhood breakfast. That are things that we need to hear to the point where I feel like I'm being a little little bit redundant as we talk about this stuff. But I don't I don't view it as redundant. I view it as reinforcing the point. And I think That's that good. some of us and me being one of those people, a little hard headed, and we just need to hear it a, a couple times, good. or we need to hear it different ways so that uh, we can ultimately receive it. And when we're in that situation, we can step back and say, hold on. God's trying to tell me something or maybe I need to look at this differently. Maybe I need to pursue this differently. Maybe instead of this person getting on my nerves, maybe I just need to be there for them. And maybe it's you know, just be willing. Be willing to stand next to them in their mess and just to be that person, to have empathy for them, to have compassion for them. Uh, so that you can take them from maybe a three to a four or a four to a five. Uh, and then when you see that, that's a, that's a point of celebration. Um, you know, I have, I have a friend, he lives in a different state and sometimes a different country. And there was just this little tiny crack uh, in in the door that he gave me uh, to talk about something. And I, I just kind of, I, i i kind of floated it out there and just said, Hey man, would I know that you're struggling with this? Um, I'm going to recommend something for you to read if you're willing to. Uh, to. And it was from a, a Christian author about uh, marriage. Mm-hmm. I said, it, it's it's heavily religious uh, because that's the foundation. But I think you're at a point in your marriage and in your situation that you're looking for answers. And I think that fundamentally, there's a lot of really good answers in here. And that little that little crack in the door has opened to the point where I can speak freely to him mm-hmm. and challenge him uh, in his faith, in his relationships and everything. And it was, I, I can say that with him, we've gone from a, we, we went, went from a one to a two. All right. And now we're at a a four and a five. And I think that's awesome because I enjoy my conversations with him. I think he genuinely believes that I care because I do. Uh, and at the same time I have influence in his life to where we can really have some of those cool conversations. And so that's, being willing to, 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 to be in that position for other people to point them to Christ. And I, I think that's what Dusty's ultimately trying to communicate, man, I, we, uh, as always have gone, gone, done a deep dive in, into some of this stuff. And, yep. and so I, I really enjoyed this time. I think we've covered it all. So I want to kind of start to wrap it up, but I wanted to see if there's anything else on your end that you think that uh, we missed or that we should dive into. Um, You know, when you said be consistent, the challenge with being consistent
0: is we're fallen creatures. So depending on what we're looking at, we're not, nobody's consistent. So you said something we've said the whole podcast, it's pursuing Jesus. So I think if you're looking at your life, you're like, man, how can I be a consistent witness? How can I fulfill this? Edict of being consistent so that a few years down the road, a few months down the road, people are looking at me and looking at me and they're like, okay, yeah, something's real in his life. And I think it's consistently pursuing Jesus. You mentioned earlier, when you mess up, repent quickly and get right back after it. Like it's those little things, it's not necessarily being consistently right. Being consistently perfect, being consistently saying the right things, doing the right things. That's not the consistency we're talking about. The consistency is consistently pursuing Jesus so that when they see you walk through your life, they see there's something, another source this guy's going to, another place this guy's going to on a regular basis to get answers. And if they're walking without Jesus, they're going to be like, I don't have that source. If they're walking with Jesus and they just need to come a little further in their walk, they're going to start recognizing, I do have that source. I need to go to it more. So I just want to continue to reiterate: it's the consistency of being in surrender to Jesus that brings about impact in your public world
1: for Jesus. Yeah, he says uh, he quotes First uh, Peter two fifteen. it says, "By this you will know; uh, by this they will know you are my disciples because you love one another." I think the only way that they can know that we are God's disciples is by being plugged into God's love uh, and seeing people for who they are, which ties in perfectly to what you're saying in that consistent, that consistent walk with Christ um, and, and building through that. When we're able to put ourselves uh, in that position to say, God, not my will, but yours be done. Use me, uh, you know, help, help, help others see you through me. I think that that's where they, they start to go. You know what? This, this guy's different. The, yeah. There is something different about him. And, and I think that even in the brotherhood, you know, I'm hoping that there's guys in the brotherhood that maybe you're just starting to come to the breakfast and you're starting to say, Oh, oh, oh Hey, I, I missed the, I missed the breakfast. I just want to listen to the content. And then now you stumbled on this. This is challenging you to say, you know what? I need to be more consistent in that. I need to start walking, uh, and you start walking closer to christ because i see those guys at the breakfast i see those those examples of that and i want that for me i want that for my family and i want that for others around me and i think that's uh the true purpose of brotherhood is to just as a group continually pursue christ and bring other people there brothers it's been an awesome podcast uh, hopefully you've learned and grown through this. Uh, for me, myself, I, I think even just in this conversation today, it's, it's opened up my eyes a little bit more to what Dusty was saying, and, and I'm hoping that we've pointed you to that a little bit closer. Remember, honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, and honor the King. We'll catch you on the next podcast.